This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. This is Incredipedia Bites, a super speedy Q&A with some of our fave foodie friends and inspirations. We'll ask our guests some rapid fire questions and the answers will give you a little peek into their kitchen, snack drawers and eating habits. The only rule is that our guest has to answer truthfully. Today, our guest is Kate Reed, the founder and co-owner of Loon, famous for making Melbournes and probably the world's best croissants. She's a qualified aerospace engineer, incredible pastry chef, and now author because she's just released a book. It's a cookbook with heaps of recipes for delicious loon treats like croissants and lemon curd cruffins, but tweaked so it's possible to make them at home, aka croissants for dinner. Hey Kate, congrats on the book and thanks for letting us interrogate you. That's I love great. being interrogated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the last thing you ate, Kate? A handful of macadamias. <laughs> and what's the oldest thing in your fridge? Oh, so I fully renovated my kitchen. Um, it finished 18 months ago and I bought myself a new fridge. So everything that's the oldest in there will be only 18 months old, which I think is like one tick for me but um when I was recipe testing for the book uh probably this time last year I brought a few of the one kilo slabs of Burdissini butter from Loon and I still have a half used one of them in a container which I suspect now has a few blue mold patches on it so <laughs> one year old French butter you can cut so, it I just cut off the mold. That's still good. Yeah. Cut around it. Cut around Better, it. surely. Like moldy cheese. <laughs> um, what's the best thing in your freezer? Ooh. This is so bad. Um, I have really beautiful martini glasses and I always keep one, one in there so it's super chilled for me to make a martini when I get home. That is genius. Clever. Oh, smart. It's not an ingredient. <laughs> That's okay. Um, what's your most used condiment? Oh, I mean, butter's not a condiment, is it, really? I think I I really like a good steak, like a really perfect little eye fillet steak, and I love Dijon mustard with it. So maybe I use Dijon mustard the most. It's great for, you know, vinaigrettes and salad dressings as well. So And like in a ham cheese croissant. Yeah, Dijon mustard. Perfect. Yes. Um, okay, uh, this is a little bit more lowbrow, but what's your choice of chip packet? <laughs> uh, it's actually ironically not lowbrow for me. I've got an unhealthy obsession with the Torres black truffle crisps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. $17 a bag, but I'm fully addicted. Um, and what's your choice of chocolate? I, maybe this is lowbrow. I don't know. I really love like... Uh, the lint chocolate bars, you know, um, the ones that have like either the as orange intense or the flaked almonds through them. I think lint, it's it's really good supermarket chocolate. Mm. Yeah. I don't eat much chocolate actually. Okay. Yeah, it's not, I crave truffle crisps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about your pizza topping? 
Ooh. Oh, pepperoni. Easy. Yeah, I'm on a bit of a pepperoni mission at the moment. And the best one I've had in Melbourne so far is the new Hotel Lombardo up in Coburg. It's really good. Oh, okay. I'll try that one out. And what about your go-to toast topping? Oh, you know, I bagged my dad about this for the first 39 years of my life. And last year I tried it for the first time. Apricot jam and cheddar cheese. It's the greatest combination of all time. <laughs> I love so, jam and cheese. How good. Jam and cheese. Is, is the, the cheese best. melted? No, um, it like I cut it quite thin but cold. So you've yeah. got to put your butter on and like not on super hot toast because I don't like it when the toast sweats on the plate, but enough for the butter to melt a little bit. And then bon maman apricot jam. I think it's the best. And then thinly sliced cheddar cheese. It's I think it's very like provincial France and it's excellent. <laughs> I am a massive fan of jam and cheese. I've done it I'm since so I was a kid. I'm so happy you said that. That's made yeah. my day. <laughs> no, it's the best. Okay. Um, favorite quick snack. This is, this is so lame. Um, of like a warm plain croissant from Loon. Like I'm never far from a Loon and <laughs> if all else fails and I'm hungry, like you're never going to go wrong with a croissant fresh out of the oven. I reckon I have five of them a week. I, Hard I, agree. I, I wish that I wish that was my quick snack. Oh my exactly. God, that would be amazing. <laughs> We're friends now. It can be. <laughs> um, and what are you always craving apart from your own croissants? On, oh. I don't know. My cravings change. Like it's very mood dependent. Um, this morning, instead of having a croissant for breakfast, um, I'm obsessed with the Mork cinnamon buns. So I don't, I, you guys are both Melbourne based, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Kirill and Josephine who own Mork, Josephine is Swedish and moved out to Australia when she married Kirill. And her recipe for their cinnamon bun is like classic Swedish. And when you get them, when they're warm in the morning, they're like squidgy still from hefty amounts of butter in them and I had a proper craving for one of them this morning so I beelined um, a little cafe in Fitzroy that stocks them and I went early so it was still warm and yeah, sometimes you know what I, I get pretty regular cravings for them. <laughs> Fair enough too. Um, what's your favourite place to buy food? Gertrude Street Grocer is very bougie. I really love it but there's also this little strip of shops along um, Smith Street where there's Meatsmith and Hinoki Pantry and um, the little organic grocer. And if I can't get dinner ingredients from those three stores, then I'm really lacking in inspiration. So I spend a lot of money on that time. Oh, and then there's Tribal Rose down the road too. So flowers and dinner all in one go. Okay. What's always in your fruit bowl? Uh, lemons and limes for martini garnish <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite fast food order I, like I can't I, actually I can remember the last time I had McDonald's was 2003 in the Netherlands so um as fast food as I get is probably Huxterburger and I really love the classic Huxterburger or the Jane which is I guess a bit like a cheeseburger um yeah that's probably I, I love a good sloppy burger yeah <laughs> awesome uh, yeah. What what about uh, your favourite comfort food? Pasta. I reckon I eat pasta like five nights a week for dinner. <laughs> Actually, the my favourite, favourite recipe, which my best friend introduced me to, 
is I think Otto Lingi's only easy recipe to make. <laughs> and it's um, cherry tomatoes, olives, capers. And then you serve it with pappadelle and a scoop of Greek yogurt and chopped parsley on the top. And it is, oh, and rose harissa mixed through it. And it's so good. It takes like half an hour to make and it's like just a warm hug. But yeah, comfort food pasta. So good. And what do you always eat out of the jar? <laughs> I don't normally eat out of the jar, but last night I just was craving something sweet after dinner and I had a jar of Messina's waffle cone spread in my fridge and I went in for a couple of spoons of that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Learning all we, my dark secrets. <laughs> we, we really appreciate you open, opening up your you know your 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 uh your pantry for us in in the literal and and uh, oh, metaphorical sense i wasn't expecting it to be such a confessional <laughs> it kind of is and what is your first food memory i had really bad asthma when i was a little little kid and had to spend a lot of time in hospital and i apparently refused to eat the hospital food and mum would make me this delicious zucchini soup and bring it in and to this day, when I have the zucchini soup again, it's just like the, like, it just feels like a bowl of love when you're eating it, like deep comfort food again, but like, you know, super healthy, but um, yeah, I think zucchini soup. <laughs> yeah. That's really sweet. Is there a food that you or an ingredient you've previously been obsessed with, but you can't look at anymore? Yes, but not for overuse of it. Um, I love garlic so much. And I would cook with it to excess. And then in 2013, I was diagnosed fructose intolerant. And um, yeah, I find it really hard even to smell it because it reminds me of how much I love it and I can't have it. So I know that's not, the, not really answering the question, but um, I used to cook with it a lot and now I don't use it at all and I really miss it. And what's your favourite ingredient? I think it's very hard to go past butter. Like, I mean, you have to work incredibly hard and be technical to create all the layers in croissant pastry, but nothing beats a really good quality loaf of bread sliced fresh, slathered with butter and a bit of sea salt, or like a hot cross bun with butter on it, or like, I don't know, butter's just the best. <laughs> Again, hard agree. Um, okay, so what is your favourite recipe from Loon Croissants all day, all night? I'd like, so to give a little bit of context with the book, the first, I'm not sure if you guys have seen a copy of it yet, but the first chunk of it is how to make the raw pastry, which yep. form, like, forms like a large part of the book. And if you do want to make anything in the book that you need raw pastry for, you have to go through that process. It's like um, a, a bit of a pilgrimage. But it was a real labour of love to write that. It's completely different to what we do at Loon because ultimately – nobody has bakery equipment at home that you need to make croissants in a bakery. So it's super unorthodox how I wrote that recipe. And I think a lot of people who buy the book, although there are many elaborate, great recipes in the book, I think a lot of people want to buy the book and make the raw pastry so they can make plain croissants. And, you know, there's something very beautiful and nostalgic. And um, I think a lot of pride attached to being able to roll a plain croissant and also I just I, like, I love the photography of the plain croissant recipe in the book. So again, it's a bit cliched, but I, I really stand by that recipe. 
I'm looking forward to attempting it myself, but um, not holding my breath with my my precision skills. But yeah. So the thing that, um, like, before I started Loon, I'd spent a bit of time in France working in a boulangerie. And I came back and I bought a couple of books that had croissant recipes in them for the home cook. And I attempted them at home. And they were both, both attempts were total disasters. Like what came out at the end looked nothing like what was in the book. And I totally blamed myself, but 10 years on, like I actually referenced these recipes when I started um, writing the book. And now knowing what I know about croissants and looking at these recipes, they were so disgracefully lacking in detail. And so my promise when I signed this contract to write the book was to be as conversational and detailed as I possibly could for every single step along the way. And so the recipe is not just me describing it to you in words, what you should be doing, but it's also, there's a visual for every single part of the process and it's annotated like an engineering drawing. So if I tell you that it needs to be rolled out to certain dimensions, you actually have a visual in front of you of exactly what you should be looking at on the bench. And like somebody said to me recently that, oh, gee, that's daunting. Like it's, you know, a multi-page recipe. And I didn't think about it that way, but looking at it, I'm like, it's, it's only daunting because of the length of it. You should feel rest assured that like I have your ultimate success in mind with the recipe and that I'm just standing in your kitchen holding your hand while you're doing it. So last question, what's the next thing you're probably going to eat? Oh, so I'm at mum and dad's house recording the podcast with you guys. And I think mum said that she was going to make her salmon risotto for dinner. And I'm really excited because I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the very next thing I'm going to eat. Kate Reed, thank you so much for joining us on Ingredipedia Bites. Uh, We we very much appreciate the length that you went to on on the confessional that this has turned into. (laughs) Amazing. It was so nice to meet you both. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for listening. Just quickly, if you have an idea for someone we should interrogate about their eating habits, let us know by sending us a message on Instagram, we're at Ingredipedia, or on our website, which is ingredipedia.com.au. See you next time.